0: You have probably heard that uh, Handong, who is formerly a liberal MP and a Toronto area MP, now sitting independently. And it's, it's a little weird that the provincial elected official and the federal elected official are both in the same territory, effectively. The people who have been affected by these allegations of Chinese interference. Uh, They're both, you know, uh, Shelley Carroll was on with us last Thursday and saying, you know, my MP, my MPP are both now independent because they've been booted out of caucus or they've resigned from caucus over this Chinese scandal. Here's Handong in the House when he announced his resignation.
1: The allegations made against me are as false as the ones made against you. To my constituents, I will continue to work on your behalf as your member of parliament. To my staff, I thank you. I know the days ahead will be difficult, but I will be there to support you as we continue to serve the people of Dalmali North. To my family, and in particular, my parents, who brought us here to Canada. To my wife, Sophie, and my kids, I love you. I thank you for all the support and love you give me. The truth will protect us. Our owner and our family will get through this together. Sorry about that. Thank you, Speaker.
0: (laughs) Now, it is important before we get a legal analysis here that we lay out all the elements of what's going on here. The allegation is that Handong was on the phone with the Consul General at the Chinese Consul in Toronto and that he effectively told him, keep the two Michaels captive in china because to release them now would benefit the conservatives now you know politically that barely adds up to it it's it's and it, it, why, why would it work to the advantage of the conservatives if they got set free? Justin Trudeau and company could take a victory lap uh, when they brought them home. And so they did when they did bring them home. Um, there are also allegations or allegations, assertions, that the two words in the language he was speaking at the time are extraordinarily similar. And one says, set them free. The other one says, keep them in China. Um, but here's the thing. At least two people in CSIS are said to have told Global News that this had happened, and Global News went with the story. There are assertions again. I'm choosing my words carefully, first of all, because there's a lawyer standing by, but second of all, because I need to lawyer myself. There are assertions that the two leakers went first to the Globe and Mail, and the Globe and Mail looked at it and said, no, thanks, Um, we're not going to run with this. But uh, Global did. And then we get to the aspect in journalism where if one media outlet has a story, you can't, I mean, you can do two things. One is you say so-and-so says. The other is you go to your sources or documents or whatever, and you confirm it. And that is known as matching. And Christy Blatchford occasionally would have to go and match something, but she always had the sources so she could do it. Nobody has been able to match this story. It's global and global alone. And Handong is now threatening a lawsuit. So that brings us to the lawyer, not representing Handong necessarily, but here to provide us with perspective, Toronto lawyer, Gavin Ty. Nice to have you. Good morning, Gavin. Good morning, John. Okay, so first of all, what would he sue them for?
1: Well, I I assume that the lawsuit would be for defamation and libel uh, on the part of global. And it's a question of who are them, I, I think is the big issue. We're talking about global news being one of the potential defendants, and that's certainly been, as far as I understand, the threat so far but the other parties that i would think that are the, def- the would be potential defendants are what you refer to as the two leakers and we right now we don't know who they are and that's really i think the crux and the core of this entire story is that it is based on what are now anonymous sources that nobody can verify uh who are allegedly the source of this information with respect to mr dong And I would think that if Mr. Dong is going to sue anybody, he would be suing them, too. So what would be the threshold of proof against Global?
0: Because Global could just argue, the reporter could just say, well, I believed my sources. I double sourced it. I did my journalistic job here. I believe them because they're spies in the Secret Service and they told
1: me this. Um, So, you know, how difficult is it to press a case like this? I actually think that it's it's not difficult at all. And one of the things about libel law is that it's quite the the threshold for the plaintiff is actually quite low, and then the onus reverses and it's on the media outlet to defend it. But let's just stop there for a second. You mentioned something about the Secret Service, uh, and that's exactly right. One of the you know the operative things about secret agents is they're secret. So what we have here apparently is we have two, uh, at least at least maybe two. I don't know who the sources are exactly but they are not very secret they're they're despite having oaths or whatever that they are bound by they have decided you know what we know best we're going to go to the media with this um and the basis for not revealing their names in the in the media that i understand is that they they say well we're not revealing their names because they could be prosecuted uh for breaching their oaths and in fact a crime if their names were to be revealed. In other words, we've got the basis for not revealing who the source is, is that they're criminals. Uh, And that if they were revealed, it would be, they would be facing prosecution. I don't know that that's a valid reason uh, for a journalist to stand behind that. And that's gonna be, in my view, if this does go to litigation, that'll be the core issue, is who are the sources? Is a, can a court order global to reveal what those sources are? Is there a basis, a lawful basis to not reveal them and once you get to that issue that really is in my view the nub of this entire lawsuit was it responsible journalism on the part of global to rely on these anonymous sources without any other verification to uh, you know make this type of an allegation and when we get into that issue responsible journalism is loaded words because it is a defense for media sources to say look we complied with all of the rules of journalism we were responsible in in our reporting and therefore we're we're immune from suit it's a defense that they can raise to a libel suit but you know that really raises a whole series of issues as to whether or not that was something you can bring forward bearing in mind that i don't know that you can get much more serious of an allegation against somebody particularly someone sitting in parliament than you're a traitor uh you know they used to shoot people for treason uh, it's a pretty serious allegation to say that you are working for a foreign power against the government of Canada. That's a pretty serious allegation, and you yeah. better have some pretty serious proof to back it up. Gavin, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, John. That's Toronto Lawyer and News Talk 1010 contributor Gavin Tai.